0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the What I Want to Talk About podcast. Um, Today, I have a very special guest on Devo to talk about um, the Celtics, which is something um, that I love to talk about. And I'm thankful that Devo wants to talk with (laughs) it. But you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Devo. I... I'm into the <laughs> <laughs> um, um mostly due to Angela, um, almost entirely due to Angela, I would say, um, and I'm excited to talk about them today.
0: Yeah, and I'm very thankful for our friendship. Um, I think we've known each other for <laughs> three, four, five years. I, I want to say five. Five years, okay, five years. But I think I got to know you a lot more in the past three years when we became roommates. Yeah. So we were roommates for two years, which is yep. very fun. So yeah, I guess you wanna start off with how um you got into the Celtics first. Sure. Um, um so
1: I got into the Celtics when you introduced each so <laughs> other. So I I'm from Boston, so or from Massachusetts, so I've technically always been a Celtics fan. Like if someone asked me, oh, like which basketball team do you for, I would have said the Celtics. But I didn't really follow them. Um I didn't know all of the rules to basketball. I knew most of them. Um because I played basketball just for fun, like my freshman year of high school, uh on a like an intramural team, not on a competitive team. And it was really fun. But I Still didn't know like, all the rules. Um, didn't know any of the players. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know anything about basketball or the Celtics until um, post-COVID, Angela and I come back to school. And surprise, surprise, this girl who had never been into <laughs> any sort of sport yeah. <laughs> was super into the Boston Celtics and had to watch every game check <laughs> project them on our... <laughs> on our wall and asked me to watch one with her and I watched it and I got super into it and it was great
0: (laughs) yeah it was a very drastic change but (laughs) so can I ask you how did you get into the Celtics I got into the Celtics because I remember my first memory of them yeah like I hated sports before and um feel like partially due to like feeling like I couldn't participate in them but um, one year, I think it was 2018, my brother and my dad was watching the playoffs, and then um, we were on vacation, so we were in the hotel, and I was stuck um, watching with them. <laughs> but I got really into it, because it was just like really fun and competitive and fast. Um, and then it kind of fell off, but then during COVID, <laughs> when I was really looking for things to do, I just like got really into them. And then... Um that was when we moved back to school. It was kind of like during the playoffs for the bubble. Um, and then I really wanted someone to watch with me. And Evo, <laughs> <Ava>, my roommate, he was <laughs> right there. Um, so yeah, it was really, really fun like being able to share this um interest with you. Cause at that time, like honestly still, I have no one to talk to about it. So <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm I'm glad you got me into it because I had, I liked watching basketball. Like I would watch some like some. I remember like end of high school. Sometimes I would just go to the the games because I'm like, oh, this is fun to watch. I wouldn't even go with anybody. I think the first time I went with somebody, and then I was like, oh, this is fun. And so then I would just go by myself sometimes. But like your high school games? Yeah, my high school games. Yeah. And but I after that it was just like oh. <laughs>
0: never happen again right like there's a difference between like I mean you played a lot of sports I guess but like watching pro sports I guess is like mm-hmm. a kind of a different interest um but how did you feel like getting into like watching pro sports I guess versus playing
1: before? um I part of like one thing that I noticed is like I could talk to people about sports it was a, a big kind of wow the (laughs) moment when you started getting me into the celtics because before i couldn't really talk to anybody like because i feel like a lot of i don't know people but often men in particular will talk they'll just talk sports Mm -hmm. and i that's was something i could never talk to anybody like i could never contribute in that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. before and then i remember kind of noticing like, oh, I, I know what's going on. Um, I only knew what was going on like that year and forward. <laughs> so like when they're <laughs> talking about older players, like I would have no idea what was going on. But I could I that was one thing I remember noticing is like, huh, like I can kind of I can participate in these kinds of conversations now or at least know what's going on, even if I don't want to participate. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know. I know you you don't always want to participate in those
0: kinds of conversations. I feel like you've been able to like talk to your coaches and like some people in your lab, I guess, and like even strangers you've told me um about like the Celtics or like things going on, like you've heard them and um I feel like we always talk about like, oh I heard like um actually last week at the grocery store they were like three like um employees um they were like high school boys <laughs> just standing in an aisle um talking about the celtics and i was like standing in the aisle like shopping for something but like i was like really excited but also really anxious for some reason but, what if they see through you i know right <laughs> the the embarrassment <laughs> like
1: like do why why do you think you were embarrassed or felt nervous
0: yeah you know it's a good question (laughs) I feel like something I've thought a lot about um since I got into them but I feel like since as someone who doesn't really look like they are into basketball I guess just like generally um because when I think of especially or not when I think of like a sports fan I think of like um i don't know like a white boy kind of for some reason <laughs> and um yeah i think i was just embarrassed because i was excited to listen to their conversation cuz they were talking about the finals and stuff like that but i was like if they find out that i'm like interested or whatever they're just going to think a certain way about me or something or just like i would i feel like i'd have to prove myself that I was a fan or like um, yeah that it just be like embarrassing almost to be a fan and I don't know why um, yeah I don't know why <laughs> I remember like it, it was a huge deal for me to buy um, the hat that I bought yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: when did you what is the hat when did you buy it so end of senior year so like about a year and a half ago, I guess, I bought a green Celtics hat, which was a big deal. And because I was like, I hated to show my fandom like in public, I guess, or like tell anyone. Um, but yeah, I bought it and I was like super excited. And I wear it from time to time. Um, and I wore it on like the flight back home, but I was like really stressed the whole time <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. I feel like you're you're doing better emotionally than me <laughs> handling this situation.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I I think I just I'm a, you've gotten me excited about this thing, and I just I'm just excited about it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, that's uh, yeah. Like, how did you kind of like engage with your um coaches at first? Like them finding because they're big fans, I guess, and them finding out that you were also a fan
1: um I think I I think I texted one of them when you started to get me into the, the Celtics I think I I texted because it, it was COVID so we weren't they weren't allowed to come to 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 practices so I wasn't seeing them so I think I texted one of them I was like hey um I'm like watching the Celtics game or whatever and then we would occasionally like text like oh did you see that play or <laughs> occasionally um and then yeah that, I think that's how it, I got into kind of and I they found out that I liked I was I was into the Celtics and then when we were at tournaments and there was a game on then we would we'd watch it um and I don't think I've watched like Celtics game where they won with my coaches mm. <laughs> so. No. so. Disappointing,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. That game that you were texting me or like during your tournament, that was just that was sad. Um, right, but, but no,
1: it's it's fun. I, I, it's interesting. I don't know, honestly, like when I'm watching with them, or when I watched with them, I was like, oh, I wish. I wish Angela were here because, like, they would say something, like, because they're very knowledgeable about the Celtics. I guess they've been watching it for whatever. They would say something, as like, ah, like, I wish Angela were here because she could comment on that, but I can't. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> so I don't, like, she would definitely know, or, like, she would definitely have a thought on that. But, like, I... Oh, what do you mean? What it was that they, that, that one
1: of them said. But it was just, just, I think it was something about the referees or something. It was some random NBA sort of Mm, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Angela would definitely have some something to say.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, like that's like a big thing, also about like, um. So Devo and I, um, yeah, would project the game onto the <laughs> wall, <laughs> and then we would, um, I would be watching pretty much every game, and Devo always had an open invite. <laughs> <to> <laughs> he playing. was in our living room. So. <laughs> in our living room exactly and like those are some of my favorite memories or like yeah even when they won or lost oh my god one time we spent like four or five hours watching this one game and they you lost and because um, <laughs> it went to like um overtime I don't know if you remember that one I remember it took forever there were so many
1: I think there were just so many fouls
0: yeah and, and like reviews
1: in the end
0: and it took forever and then they lost and it was just a real big letdown. <laughs> and then we had like a meeting afterwards that was like really yeah. long Boring and yeah, it was just not a yeah. Um yeah. but like but that's just to say that like um we watch a lot of games and then we and like when I moved to Ohio we watched all like the playoff a lot of the playoff games together which was really really fun. Um yeah. but I feel like there's something about like um I don't know we, we like love watching the games and then there's some fans that i found that like don't watch the games you know but have a lot of opinions i um, <laughs> <are> just like <laughs> i don't know where i want to go with this but like no yeah go there <laughs> have a lot of opinions or just like because of like their reputation or what i found like <laughs> I kind (laughs) of, like, if you, like, are a type of person, you can just, like, talk about sports, and people will trust that you, like, know something. Yes. Um, Or just, like, people will trust your opinion, Um, even if you, like, don't watch the game. Like, you can kind of just, like, insert yourself into a conversation. But um, when I watch the game, I don't know, like, I realize I like watching with Debo or, like, by myself, um, but I, like, don't like watching with a ton of other people just because I like to pay attention to the game and I think it's funny because I feel like we have a good dynamic like Devo is always very positive and like you know it's <laughs> like the um hope in the game and like um and like I tend to be more negative but like I think you've really changed me in like my perspective on things yeah, you've
1: definitely gotten more positive over
0: the you know the time of <laughs> you know um yeah I don't know like what have you thought about like our dynamic or whatever or like even watching with your coaches or Uh, I love watching with you it's so fun I don't know because we I
1: I just feel like we can just be
0: ourselves and just like
1: react to what's happening on the screen especially like if we're you know just alone in either in our separate rooms on zoom (laughs) alone like in our our apartment together or whatever it's just I don't know it was really fun and I don't know I'll never forget I think either the first or second game I watched with you you were so stressed you were like standing on the couch like basically dancing because you were so stressed about the game and like I had never seen you like that before in my life Um, (laughs) and I I don't know it just the way that you were just re- like you were just reacting to the game, like you were so in it, like it's like okay, like I can just react to this and just be in it, like however I feel and however I want. So it's like, I don't know. I when I first was started watching with my coaches, they're so reserved, like they didn't, they didn't, they weren't yelling, they were, <laughs> they're like grown men, so I guess they didn't, I don't know. Didn't. I'm sure they have. I know they have feelings, but like it's not like they're, you know, expressing them. So then I felt like a little bit less like oh I I can't you know right you know express my reactions to what's happening on the screen as much but then I did anyway because I got really into the game and they were losing and then they lost um and then one of my coaches like oh I, I want to watch more Celtics games with Devo it's exciting oh <laughs> you're bringing the energy yeah so you know I don't know I feel like no I definitely agree like I want to if I was watch if I try to watch a game with someone who's not watching a game the game like they want to do something else they want to talk about other things then I'm like well I'm just a little frustrated because I just kind of want to watch the game (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) but when I am able to watch the game then I I want to be able to like react in a way that I would react um Mm -hmm. I don't know that's also how I felt when we went to the games because I had never really been to games but I felt strange about reacting yeah like in the crowd because not everyone there is watching the game too like most people are but some people aren't and so like the i don't know i also felt that dynamic like at the game like having to kind of forget that everyone else was there or not even just forget because sometimes it's nice but just, mm-hmm. just like the dynamic of like trying to forget that like no one's watching me i can just i can just enjoy the game you know yeah i don't know how how do you how, how do you feel about like i don't know being able to react
0: yeah i think that's like a really interesting question like a really interesting point there's something to like expression as like a fan or whatever and yeah i think um basketball has made me feel levels of excitement that i've never felt before and, like, right now, compared to, like, last, or whatever, 2020, I've definitely, like, toned down a lot. <laughs> Just, but, like, yeah, that's, like, a really good point. We, we've we um been to two games together, and, like, they were really fun. But, yeah, it's, like, kind of, like, interesting. I definitely did not feel like I could be yelling, or, like, even though, like, even if other people are yelling, people are, like, screaming yeah. random things. But, like, um yeah like cheering or even like making too much noise I'm just like (laughs) really stressed about for some reason um just because yeah that you see like whatever different kinds of people there whatever and um feeling like I don't know maybe it's part of like for me feeling like I have to prove myself as a fan um and feeling like I don't really seem like I would be a Hardcore fan, so then I need to like be chill about it and like, <laughs> but like kind of like what you said, like letting go of that barrier and, um, yeah. I think it's it's like helped me too, just be more like expressive and being okay with that too.
1: Yeah, but yeah, uh, I think it, yeah, it's it's I think it's it's good to be expressive. I don't know why. I think it's I think it's like you're saying. like There's something about like how I ex how I know people expect me to act at a game. Mm -hmm. based off of like what I look like or what my like quote-unquote like normal personality is um
0: right I don't know like I think um as like a typical sports fan there's like a lot of negativity too in general or like I think um especially in Boston there's a lot of like toxic sports
1: yeah like why do they boo the Celtics
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That is one thing we learned um, that, yeah, like on TV, you can hear them like booing when they do really horribly. And do you want to talk about like how that bothers you and stuff?
1: It bothers me so much. (laughs) It's it's like I know that like the players sometimes will say like, oh, you know, we deserved it. Like they only boo us when we're playing really horribly. But like, I don't know. As someone who plays sports, (laughs) you don't boo your own team. Like, you don't do that. Like, you support your teammates. You tell them, like, you, like, encourage them, you know? You you don't, like, that's not something
0: that you do. (laughs) Right. I don't know. It just feels like a betrayal almost. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just really uncomfortable. I don't know. Like, just, like, when you're, like, no one's having a good time, you know? (laughs) And like I don't know, like
1: even even okay, yeah, okay, they're playing poorly, but like you're like that's your team out there. <laughs> like I just I can't comprehend the the like the the reasoning. I just can't. I I just can't wrap my head around it. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. And like there's something about like I don't know um entitlement towards a team as well and like kind of um as like fans of a team we are um trying to show support and like I think um franchise like sports franchises do things to like make you feel like you're a part of the team you know or like that you can participate in stuff um you can vote for the all-stars you know but like um I don't know there's like an entitlement that fans feel towards teams that they can just like say whatever they want or um you like disrespectful to players and things like that and that's like definitely sad to see as well yeah that's
1: I think I think you've hit it right on the head with the entitlement because they feel entitled to a good game right like, titled that the, like, the Celtics aren't playing good how dare they
0: right, right. yeah <laughs> exactly. thumbs down like you know like they're humans <laughs> sometimes they don't play well no that's like a really good way to like think about that yeah I like hadn't really thought about it like that like people booing is like a sense of yeah and being entitled to them winning all the time but like I don't know I found out as a fan it's much more enjoyable to just like be a part of their journey overall like even if they lose like being sad with them I don't know like (laughs) like I am sad too it's not like I'm not showing any emotion but like um just ready like just waiting to see them rise up again or you know yeah um, do, you, do you want to talk a little bit about your journey as a fan yeah yeah <laughs> I wanted to mention this before but I feel like what's special about like our Celtic relationship I feel like this is like such a big part of our friendship now. <laughs> that's okay but, I'm okay with it <laughs> yeah. but like um even if I had my phase during COVID I feel like we um like both grew into it together in some ways like we were both really new to like learning about the team and stuff like that when we started watching and so like I think that like that took off some of the pressure for me um that like we could be both be expressive and um learn about the team learn about basketball like also I like barely knew any of the rules when I started that's yeah I mean when you started but when you were teaching me you knew everything no <laughs> but like you would ask a lot of questions and then I would google stuff and we both were. <laughs> But, yeah, I think, like, in the beginning, I was, like, really reactionary and, um, like, really stressed all the time. And it was, like, fun to watch. And we'd be jumping. And um, when they lost in 2020 that year, I, like, cried. Um, Had to hug Debo for a while. And (laughs) I don't know. Like, when you started watching, like, how emotionally invested did you feel? Or was it, like, because, like, you've, you've been through stuff with your own team, you know, and I'm sure, like. I feel like this was very new to me, but like, um, you've had your own journey as well, so <laughs>
1: um, I guess at first, I think even, um, I think you've mentioned this too, but I think when I have more in like going on in my life besides the Celtics, <laughs> but when I like if 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 uh, there's a lot of other things going on in my life and they're going well. Mm-hmm. then I'm I'm I can be less invested and if they lose I'm okay. Yeah. But <laughs> if if, the, if there isn't a, not a lot of other things going on in my life like like in covid or if there are other things going on in my life but they're going poorly like more recently and then the Celtics lose then I am distraught. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> um so this is definitely, because I was gonna say like, oh, I've definitely gotten better, but then like when in this like, in the playoffs series right now, I was like, I'm so sad. It's <laughs> because like those other things were going on, so it's like yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm still working on kind of finding that balance of like I really care about this team that I can do nothing about. Right. <laughs> like, I really care about them, and I'm gonna watch them and enjoy the game and also like having a like not having my happiness tied to how they do still working on it I'm
0: still working on it yeah (laughs) no like it's like really interesting line of like um being a fan of a team that's like exciting to watch and we love all the players on it you know um and being like invested because like the part of the fun is being like partially emotionally invested you know like if you didn't care then it wouldn't be fun to watch them um but yeah I think like I don't know throughout my experience in the past two seasons we went went through the season where they were not very good and then last season they were like really good um mostly and I think I've learned to just um I've already mentioned this but like be along for the ride instead of being like they have to win or else I'm not going to be a fan anymore you know um and i think like part of the fun for me getting into it has been like um i don't know like it's made me think a lot like i think sports has taught me a lot in general like concepts about life and um strength and stuff like that um yeah just seeing it more like in bigger picture instead of um being super invested in like every single thing that happens Mm -hmm. um
1: yeah like you've been saying like getting involved in their like invested in their journey as a team instead Mm -hmm. of like
0: one-off games like I don't know yeah yeah exactly and yeah I think it's been it's been really fun to follow them and um like another thing is like um despite everything else going on in my life, like, all the changes and, like, stress and stuff, like, I know that the Celtics will always be playing every other night during the season, you know? So it's kind of, like, a source of stability for me, too, and why I really like settling down and watching the games, um, because it gives me something to do. And, um, like, yeah, when I was moving to Ohio and, like, stressing about that, like, one thing I was, like, joking about was, like, Things will change, but the Celtics will play the next season, so I'm excited to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to talk about, like, some of your favorite memories or, like, um... I, I don't know if I have, like, specific memories, but, like, certain things that...
1: There are a few specific memories, I guess, but just, I don't know, getting excited about, like, certain things, like, whenever... Uh, Marcus Smart would throw up a three. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> whenever Angela would shout, "No!" is when he would make it every and time. When she didn't shout that, he would miss it, which is maybe most of the time. That's <laughs> that was the that was the season when they weren't so great. Uh, <laughs> no, that's um,
0: such a funny moment. Yeah, we would be like whenever he because Marcus is like he's like an average three point. Like I don't know, he's fine, but like. <laughs> Sometimes he just jacks them up, but that's part of his playing style. So we love him for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh I remember I just I have I don't know. I still
1: have this moment stuck in my head. I don't know if you you probably remember it. But Kembo, when Kembo is on the Celtics, he had just shot a three and he fell like afterwards. And then Tice literally just, like, came behind him, and picked him up and put him down. And I just, I loved watching, like, the Kempa-Tice dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they played really well together, and I thought it was great. Um, and I also, like, similarly, I, I now really like watching the um, Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard dynamic. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a similar dynamic. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I don't know i love teams i love teamwork oh and i still love i i mean i've i've told you this a 100 million times but i love how whenever someone falls down the like they put their hands up because they know their teammates are gonna pick them up and like after a free like a free throw even if they they miss it they make it they're getting high fives from all of the, the players <laughs> like i just those are like the things that i love about basketball so much
0: um yeah. it's
1: not in every sport like i i play frisbee fr- Um and frisbee likes to tote itself it's like oh we're so like i don't know sportsmanship like woo like we have this thing called spirit of the game and we try to be like holier than thou a lot of the time in that but like i don't know basketball i those are those are things that are, like they warm my heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: no oh my god yeah i feel like watching together with you like You've really pointed out those like specific things um, that are like bigger than you know just the actual game that I've really enjoyed to hear from you. Just like I don't know things about teamwork and uh, things that could be like really hard as a team that they work through. Or yeah, those little things are oh, those are good memories. I feel like yeah, we have our little like jokes or like <laughs> <laughs> things that I can only remember when we're actually watching it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I know you pointed out, like, two members, Kemba and Tice, that are no longer on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I was wondering what your thoughts were on, like, the industry overall and, like, trades and, like, roster turnover every year. <sighs> That's a big part of the NBA.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know how I feel about trades. Like, the trade with, like, this season, trades, like, really worked out for the Celtics so I guess I can't complain too too much and I'm glad that we got Tice back for at least a little bit (laughs) (laughs) a few months yeah but I don't know like I can't imagine like I, I know it must be really tough from the player perspective to get traded um and like that seems so like it's such a strange concept that you can just like okay we don't want you anymore go to their yeah. team or we're gonna rat we'd rather have somebody else because like that's not really like that's not like in I guess lower like non-professional sports, like that's that's never a concept of I feel like where you can just decide, okay, yeah, this one, no more. We'll take this one instead. like once you've set the roster, you set the roster. Mm. That you have, like that's the team you have to work with. So it's like I don't know, learning about New I, I still don't know everything about the trade system, and you have to, expl- you have to no, explain explain everything
0: that. to me multiple times, but
1: that's that's that concept like still kind of blows me away a little bit because it's so it's it's it feels so foreign to the idea of a team. Mm-hmm. you know, like once yeah. you've built a team to then just like trade people, like that seems so strange, but like that's what makes some things interesting too. so. I don't know. Those those are my thoughts. What would you think?
0: No, that's like really interesting to point out, like kind of like what is a team, I guess, or like what is that concept? Because I don't know, it's like it seems like to me, I I've never been I feel like I've never been a part of a team. So like that's something that sports has really made me like wish I had a part of my life. Um, But seeing it from far away, like seems like it's like a group of people that have a commitment to each other, you know, to do whatever the goal is. But, like, I know, like, a lot of players feel really insecure sometimes, you know, whether they're going to be, like, traded or not. And they always say, like, oh, that's something I can't control, so I can't think about it like that. But um, it still seems really difficult to, like, wrap your mind around. Or, like, I mean, we get attached to some players, too. And, like, when they yeah. traded, like, Romeo and Lee Smith. Lee <laughs> like it just like I like it just feels a certain way like we understand that it's like the NBA is like a huge industry and business but like people are people and yeah I was just like seeing Smith with his new teammates on the side and I was like <laughs> sad but yeah I don't know like I think that's like part of the NBA and, and things that we've like definitely talked about and like learning the new team members every year and like the roster. Um.
1: Were, there, were there any trades that you've had, like you've experienced that you were like particularly sad about? Like I know you're always a little bit, sad. <laughs> but anyone's in particular?
0: Yeah, I remember when Tice got traded the first time. I know, but <laughs> I were okay. Like that was, um I think we were graduated and I was doing um or no maybe not we weren't graduated but I was doing interviews um for a job search and like I had an interview like at that moment I saw it and I was like literally crying (laughs) and then like I was like oh no like I can't believe this and like Tice is like one of our favorite players for whatever reason or no we have like good reasons but (laughs) he's just like Really, I don't know. He's just like really reliable. Always always Yeah, there. He's solid. hmm Um and you would pick up Kemba. I'd pick up Kemba. <laughs> you yeah. fell down. And all the teammates liked him. I feel like he's just, yeah. um but in trades and the NBA too. I feel like certain players have more privilege than other players in terms of like how much money they make or like their status and like whether that means they have a choice where they want to be traded or like how their career trajectory because sometimes when you get traded like that can ruin your career too if they trade you to like um some random team and that team like can cut you you know if you were considered like auxiliary in the trade um so I don't know if you have any thoughts on like what you've seen about like we hear about a lot of different players but I feel like with the Celtics we've really gotten to know like even the younger players or players don't that don't play very much too yeah I
1: I don't know that would just make me so sad because like I feel like I don't know at least with the the, I don't know the the two seasons that I've seen I've seen like the Celtics is a very young team right and so Mm -hmm. they're growing up and we've seen players like grow into their potential so like grant williams for example (laughs) he wasn't doing too hot at one point like i remember (laughs) at one point you were so frustrated with him all the time he would always foul on purpose like it was very (laughs) (laughs) we believed in him and now he's like he was doing he did amazing in the in the in the playoffs like in the finals um and like robert williams like he like i mean i feel like he's always been great but like he's made leaps and bounds recently and like payton and um I'm trying to think who else is kind of we've seen like you know progress even Jalen and jason too yeah but like imagine if like earlier they had just been traded and didn't like get to reach their potential like that would have been tragic you know mm-hmm. like i don't know my thoughts
0: yeah no it's definitely like it almost feels like being traded is like in like certain scenarios it's like a team giving up on your potential Mm. like with Romeo and Neesmith um like I guess they went to teams where they can play more because those teams aren't as good but um I guess you just never know how it goes but yeah like to a player it feel it kind of feels like yeah like the team is giving up on you in some ways in certain yeah
1: ways. they're giving up on like your ability to contribute to that team
0: right yeah
1: yeah it's sad
0: right which is which is interesting to think about like yeah in pro sports I guess yeah. <laughs> other yeah. things yeah and I think like with the way that the NBA markets its players too like we hear a lot about um at least with the Celtics, like Jason Tatum, you know, and then um, in larger, like LeBron and Kevin Durant and stuff like that. And like you were mentioning on your TV when you were just watching it, like all people talked about was KD, like during that time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like that's that's how like the NBA has like marketed and like really marketed like certain players to be like the face of the league and stuff. But I don't know. I know you have some thoughts about like um how it's marketed, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> the mm-hmm. My main thought. Because like it's a team sport, you know? You and you really can't win with just one person. Like, I don't know. I know some people would disagree and say, like, oh, if you have like this person, like you can build a team around this person. Like, yes, you can, but if you you're building a team or like around that person (laughs) like so those other people are doing things so that that person can do what they're doing so it's like i i really don't like it when people act or talk like it's just about one person on the team or two people on the team because it's really not and i'm saying that again as someone who's played sports and been one of the people who they don't talk about on the team Mm -hmm. who's doing a lot of work to make sure that one person uh can do what they're supposed to do um or Mm -hmm. who's doing other stuff you know yeah I, i just really i don't i don't like that about about pro sports but at the same time i know that they I don't know the 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 people who do announcing on like all of the sports teams can't know
0: every player I guess and so I don't know I think well, they I do know every player know. like <laughs> their job so like I mean I feel like you could you could do that so. <laughs> well these people do it full-time you know so like yeah like yeah they should change like the way that media is put out and stuff like that um yeah um because like I think a lot of the way that we I don't know take in the sport or like even when we're watching tv or something like that the commentary I think that really shapes the way a lot of fans and like the general public you know views athletes views sports and stuff like that so I think it's like a a really really important um job I don't know like industry kind of like sports media and because also then
1: when someone goes off like someone like not one of the stars goes off everyone's surprised Mm. everyone is surprised like when grant started going off everyone's like wow like look at grant williams like like this kid has been working his butt off for his whole life to be an nba player he has been an nba player for i don't know you know how many years how many years um um two years three years yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's been an nba player for three years like of course he like he's get like so i like i the surprise is also always like okay yes like we're happy like i'm happy for grant like he doesn't usually shoot that much so like this is very exciting but like the fact that everyone is always surprised when (laughs) someone who's not the star is pulling the team Mm. like they're like they're also on the team okay. <laughs> I don't know what you expected them to do? Just sit back and wait until Jason started shooting better? Like,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's like so true. Like the conversation's always focused on like Jason or Jalen and then like, um the other players are putting in so much work and they have like every player has like a different role on the team too. It's not like they're just not doing anything. Yeah. and like when Grant does, yeah, it's like yeah, like the surprise or the shock, and like, I'm sure it's like kind of offensive to him too. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know, but yeah, like and I don't know, like I think I think we've really gotten to know the Celtics because that's the team that we root for as well. But um, <laughs> like sometimes when um larger media reports on the Celtics or whatever, you can tell that they just like haven't really done their research on the team or, like, don't really know other people on the team besides, like, the main people, uh, which is, yeah, kind of a little embarrassing. A little embarrassing, and, like, <laughs> when I was really into them, I, like, wanted to go into sports journalism for a hot second. <laughs> I mean, you would be amazing. You would be amazing. Oh, you always say that, but, like, literally, yeah, I don't know anything. I feel Like, what do you mean you don't know anything? <laughs> Literally know
1: everything about the Celtics. almost everything about a lot of teams in the NBA. Also knows things about WNBA. Like you, you're into ba- baseball now, into football now. and <laughs> a whole three
0: sixty. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It's it's been a quite a change, but um, no, it's been fun. But yeah, I think like. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about like women in sports in general or like reporting in sports or playing in sports.
1: Yeah, like that I feel like there's there's so few of them. Cause I was because when I like when I go to PT and there's ESPN on, and like the other day there was the WNBA was on and there was like a, a guy commentating. But when we watched the Celtics or <laughs> watched the NBA there's very rarely a woman commentating like mm-hmm. I feel like the most common time for us to see a woman is at the end of the game
0: when they interview a player um I don't know yeah guessed everything you say and I didn't realize that like yeah like at the end of the game it's always a woman <laughs> and, like <laughs> I don't know what about that job <laughs> maybe it's like supposedly need to be more personable or something like that but i don't know i think that's like part of like the fan perception too that like men are usually the one in like the commentary roles or like um the roles of like analysis because they're perceived as knowing like more about like the basketball as the game or something like that you know and then like oh they know like what like the actual game is supposed to be like and then the women are like doing the interviewing and doing the more like interpersonal, like, oh, how'd you feel after the game? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I-, I think, um, there's like a lot of movement on like women working together in sports and stuff, but it's definitely still, um, such a discrepancy and it's an interesting to thing to think about. And like one of my, um, favorite reporters from before um Nicole Yang (laughs) she works for the Patriots now but she did a podcast and was talking about like even being like the like the only or one of the only women beat reporters on the team and like um yeah like just being surrounded by men all the time and then like reporting on men too and like she talked about like um one time where she had to get a um just, like, a story on someone and then, like, was really, like, inappropriately approached and just, like, things that she had to work through with that and also being on the road because they have to travel a lot and, like, um, feeling, like, unsafe in certain circumstances and so, like, I think there's a lot of barriers like that, especially, like, if you're reporting on, like, a, a male team, I <laughs> like a men's team, like, yeah. um, earning the respect of, like, the players and stuff like that too i think that's another barrier
1: yeah that's a lot yeah i didn't think about all of those things but i can see how they would make it difficult <laughs> um, i don't know i i was gonna ask would you is sports commentator still a backup because i also I, <laughs> i've also been i've also tried to convince you to be a sports psychologist
0: <laughs> that's all. no that's you know what i think like he was thinking about it and i think it's better as a hobby Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay Um, but i think it would be like a fun industry to get into but i know it's i think i've learned it's really really hard and competitive because a lot of people like sports and want to do it as well um but yeah i think like Along with the Celtics, we've been trying to get into the WNBA too, you know, um, and like seeing like the coverage differences on the NBA and WNBA too is also like, um, jarring. Um, telling, huh? It's telling, yeah. It's telling, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, part, honestly, like part, part of. So I don't watch. I don't watch the WNBA, and so and i think part of it is i haven't been like a, i i like with the celtics like you basically like dragged me into it and like got me super invested in the team like introduced me to all the players and i got really into it like through that and i think if the same thing had happened with an WNBA team i would be very into it as well <laughs> cuz like i i watch I watch women's frisbee, and I'm like really into like as a player, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. really into it, into that. Um, and I think it's way more interesting than men's frisbee. No offense to any men's frisbee players out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the tough part is the accessibility of it because I remember. I remember I tried to get myself into the WNBA and I had to buy a membership to their platform. And then when I tried to watch some games on the platform, some of them weren't even on the platform. Mm. And so I was like, what? (laughs) How am I supposed
0: to watch these
1: games? So it just made it hard to get into it. Um, And so, I don't know. Like, whereas, like the the NBA is it's on like you can find it easily <laughs> i feel less bad about illegally streaming the NBA <laughs> WNBA. um but and it's always like it's on like if you were to go to like outside somewhere like it's on tv screens everywhere um and I, I don't know. I have things that I wonder about, like, why the rules are so different. Like, for, like, the... They're not that different, but, like, why there are differences in the rules between the WNBA and the NBA. hmm And I don't know. I, I wonder. I wonder. But, um, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. um like, the three-point line is shorter or, like, the ball is smaller. Um, and there's probably there like, a, like
1: different like quarters or something like that like the, the game yeah, different 10 quarters. minute
0: quarters to 12 minute quarters um and then like more overall like their season is shorter their playoffs are not out best of seven they're like best of three and best of five um and kind of like you said yeah like it's marketed very differently and um it's, like, harder to get, like, I don't, like, I think if you really put effort and tried, like, you'd be able to find everything, but, like, to someone who's, like, but I think a lot of people get into other sports, which is because it's just, like, everywhere, you know, it's, like, part of the culture, but, like, for the WNBA, like, um, it's, like, there, but you have to, like, really do your own research and stuff, which is not very accessible, Um, and, yeah, I think, like, there's, like, so many problematic opinions on, like, how, oh, they just, like, people aren't as interested, they, like, make less, um, and there's, like, a smaller industry, and, like, the pay discrepancy it's like, insane. Like, I was looking at, um, like, one of the best players on the Connecticut team, and they make, like, um, like $200,000 a year, um, and then compared to, like, the NBA, like, Jason Tatum on the Celtics makes, like, $30 million a year um insane isn't that insane
1: that's insane yeah yeah because you said that a lot of the wnba players they have to play year-round like right to, to in order to support themselves <laughs> they have to play abroad
0: yeah like they have to play like they play from like april to September usually and then like the opposite of the the NBA season but then yeah they have to play and year-round and that's how like one of the players like Brittany Griner if you've seen um is like detained in Russia right now um like like I don't like they don't have to be in Russia or like um other places if they don't want to be like if and then there's like a lot of discrepancies with like um the NBA all has like private planes but um WNBA has to take don't know what you call that like public planes (laughs) just like oh really I didn't know commercial flights yeah so like one team um posted a video of how like their flight got canceled for a game and then they were like had to sleep in the airport that night um like couldn't make their game and it's like these people play like professional sports you know like (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, I I don't, because at the end, end of the day, like, part of me wonders, like, how do you fix it? And I think, like, part of the answer is, like, you have to throw more money at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, Like, if you put in more money, because there's so much money that goes into the NBA. Like, you, I, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I just see things, like, the fact that they have, like, all of the different like, they have different jerseys, like, frequently.
0: Gotta have, like, <laughs> five new jerseys a year, you know? Like,
1: yeah. They have the different, like, warm-up shirts, different warm-up pants. They have, um, like, all of the people working there, like, all of their salaries. Like, they have the different, like, the dancers at halftime and, like, the entertainers and everything. Like, it's a lot of money that goes... <laughs> To all of that yeah. and like, and that's not even like the planes that you're mentioning, <laughs> and the like, staying places like the hotels, everything. So, I don't know. I was talking to to some of the people in my lab who most of them are international. They were like, "Wow, like whenever, whenever a basketball player from like a, a country in Europe or something comes to the U.S." they get jacked like they get like really strong and like a lot bigger and a lot heavier and I'm like well yeah it's because we throw money at this sport <laughs> and so they, they train like they have to like they you know i don't know there's just so like you like i i don't know the numbers but i can see like yes there's a lot of money that goes into this industry and i mean I, part of it probably is definitely like how do you spend the money well so that you can kind of up like improve the WNBA industry but I think part of it is they just need more like more money has to go into it I don't
0: know yeah and like there's all the economics that I just I don't understand (laughs) goes to like industries but yeah I mean as like the basic argument that people say that no one watches the WNBA like well, um, <laughs> that's just a cycle then of <laughs> yeah. people, even investors, if they don't see like an interest in women's sports, then they won't like invest more money into it. And there's like deeper issues with like, why are people less interested in women's sports? You know, yeah. like um, yeah. my, um, my family actually went to a playoff game for the WNBA this past weekend in Connecticut Oh, um, and it was, like, cool. It was, like, my brother and my dad's f- and my mom's first time watching a WNBA game. And, like, it was cool to talk to them afterwards. And, like, we were discussing some of the differences and stuff like that. But, like, they were, like, yeah, that was, like, that was, like... not that it should be a shock or anything. But they were, like, oh, yeah, like, the players are, like, really good and really skilled. And, like, it's not that different from, like, watching <laughs> NBA too yeah so yeah I don't know it's very complicated and I don't know we just want to show support to them as well so yeah it's also kind of interesting there's only like 12 WNBA teams but there's like 30 NBA teams so like sure that makes a difference as well yeah
1: yeah I mean if you don't have a team close to you it's harder to I feel like it's harder to be invested like we're both from Boston, so we're into the Boston Celtics. But like, like I don't feel a strong connection to Connecticut, like as a, a city or. Mm-hmm. As a city. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't feel that strong of a connection to Connecticut, and so it's, it's 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 it takes more effort, I feel like, too, to to kind of be like,
0: yeah, that's my team right yeah no exactly i think that's definitely definitely part of it um expanding the the league and everything um yeah
1: i guess one i don't know i one thing i when i one of the things that came up when i was first when i first started watching the celtics was that like i would i would think about is that is like the role of colorism and stuff cuz um i would i wondered about like the refs and like i just i like i had no like basis for this i was like wondering like oh dude because i know colorism is a thing (laughs) where where people are biased against people with with darker skin so i wondered if the refs like it suffered from that sometimes for lack of a better word like where they, they would maybe penalize somebody worse like just based on, because their skin was darker because they appear like people assume like tend to associate like darker skin with like more threatening or more aggressive sometimes um and so I wondered that um at the same time though that was the season where like Tice gets all of his pals I feel like but um so I wondered that but then and then also like but then I also thought about it because in, in an interview that we watched um I remember it was, I think it was Jason and Jalen and Smart, I want to say. Or is, I I don't know. I know Jason was there, but Jason brought it up. He was like, oh, it's they, they like, made a joke and he's like, oh, it's because I'm light skinned. Um and I also noticed that like Jason tends to get a lot of the press. Um meanwhile, Jalen doesn't get as much press. Like he's been getting more recently, but like he didn't, wouldn't get as much, and he's, like, basically the same role. <laughs> like, does a lot for the team. Really, like, incredible human, like, doing amazing things on and off the court and just wouldn't get as much press, Um, and, like, he's a lot darker than Jason. So, I don't know. It's just, like, things I wonder, I guess about
0: no and like those are definitely really um important points to bring up I think in a league that's like 75 to 80 percent black like and I think the NBA um gets a lot of positive press on like being a progressive league or whatever like that but um I think that like there's a lot that's like overlooked and like those observations that you've had um especially coming from like um just starting like watching I feel like that's like a fresh mindset and like perspective and these are like the things that you've noticed and um like this the thing with the referees like I hadn't really thought about that and like um that's a good point with like um if you seem more like threatening and like I don't know aggressive then um like in basketball I don't know people um refs might think that you're like more likely to foul and um even just like giving giving technical fouls and stuff like that and like um um attitudes like some players might get like more upset over things and like like argue because like uh, the game is like an emotional game and like sometimes refs get like refs give out technicals like really fast and like sometimes like other players have like a looser leash on like technicals and like a technical foul is like if it's like unsportsmanlike play or they think that you're being too aggressive or like um yeah things like that um i think that like all factors in and with like media coverage and stuff i think it's like um that all plays into like the amount of money that players make and like um their how their career goes and um like how they're advertised and stuff like that and um yeah, there's, like, real-life repercussions, I guess. And, yeah, like, the thing about Jalen and Jason always makes me uncomfortable or, like, sad a little bit because they're always, like, um, posed against each other or, like, mm. yeah. Um, Jalen doesn't get as much attention or things like that. Yeah, and
1: Jalen, Jalen is, his his rookie year was a year before Jason's, right? He joined the team earlier. Yeah, so, like, he's been around longer. So, like, you would think, I feel like, that he would have, like, a little bit more hype. He's been around longer, but at least when I came in, I was like, they definitely talk about Jason way more. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just because he was new, but
0: I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, when Jason plays well, he gets a lot of hype. And then when Jalen plays well, he doesn't. Like, in the finals... Jalen played really, really well. Um, And Jason, like, didn't really play that well. And, like, all you heard was how Jason didn't play well. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, Jalen legitimately had, like... I was, like, really, really um, impressed by his games. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, I also feel like he gets the surprise as
1: well. mm -hmm. Like, when he plays well. Like, people are surprised that he he's like going off he, meanwhile as you and i are here like we knew <laughs> we <know. laughs> like, we're not surprised we're proud of him
0: yeah yeah i don't know yeah i think there's something to like um obviously there's like boundaries and stuff like i, I don't know like boundaries are like Yeah, I don't know. I've become like attached to the their like development and like um just um their growth from like what we can see from like TV and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's been really fun to see I think especially see Jalen. Like um like yeah, Jalen's like improved so much and like people have always doubted him and he gets a lot of he gets a lot more hate than Jason, which is probably also part of what we were talking about like people always doubt Jalen a lot more than Jason um and like kind of pick out his mistakes or his flaws more um but it's been cool to see him like overcome all that and low-key I think some fans have insecurity that like Jalen is being like um turned off by Celtics fans because people Um, like people booed him when he he got drafted um are you joking it's for like different reasons but like he was booed because Uh, like half the fans wanted them to draft someone else who's like literally not even playing right now and uh, then like um half of fans wanted them to trade that pick to get someone else so they were like upset that they like drafted someone But yeah, he was booed, and like he always faced like so much backlash and just like turmoil as a Celtic. Gosh, I didn't know that. That makes me so sad. Yeah, no. Oh Oh my gosh, he doesn't deserve (laughs) this. That's so sad.
1: Yeah. Uh. Um. Um. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) he's he's showing them all. Uh no i know so so many people are like insecure that he wants to leave the team because like reasonably yeah, <laughs> if we treat him like this <laughs> uh,
1: but it's also so cool to see like everything that he does like in the community like i follow him on instagram and i see like he had like a there there was like an event where he was i, I just saw the instagram post but like he was playing basketball with kids in like dorchester and like It's like ah, I should have gone by Dorchester. (laughs) I know, really like (laughs) right, but uh, but no, like it's just like really cool to see, like and like him having like different, like his whole foundation, everything. It's just like he he does so much like off the court too that like I don't know. I had a friend who mentioned that like a lot of times, um black people in particular are only really valued for like what their bodies can do so like their like athletic prowess and so like the fact that he is also extremely smart and like trying to like better like education for people like is not something that the that generally people might want to celebrate that might be something that actually kind of gets him docked in but in some people's eyes or might not be what they want to, or the story that they want to tell, um, but, but it's an amazing story, um,
0: I don't know. No, yeah, 100%, like, um, he is, like, an amazing, amazing human being, and, like, all his, um, foundations and stuff like that, um, and programs, and, like, you're right, like, when he was first drafted, like, people didn't necessarily want him, because he graduated from, like, Berkeley, and he was taking, like, graduate school classes, and, he was um um scouted as someone who like had other interests besides basketball and yeah it was seen as like a not great thing cuz people were like oh no like you can only be focused on your sport or like yeah mm-hmm. what you can produce or things like that and um sucks that he's had to like go through all those kind of um comments or just like things like that cuz he obviously shouldn't have to but i think it's been cool to see him like break those um barriers and kind of show people like i don't know yeah you can be more than an athlete <laughs> like yeah i don't know like help help me see even like players as more than just like what they produce on the court which is um helped me kind of in my whole sports journey too to like see people's like development overall instead of just like oh, he only produced, like, ten points tonight, like, be, like, really upset over that for some, whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know, humanizes them, and you know. I feel like it could go back to to the entitlement piece, too, like, not, you don't, like, this is something that they do, like, this is their job, this is part
0: of who they are, it's not, like, all of who they are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. I always love to show love to Jalen. Um, yeah, I think if you're listening to this and don't know who that is, <laughs> you should go look him up. Yeah, Jalen Brown, everyone. <laughs> yes, and I'm really glad he's not getting traded to Brooklyn for KD because that would have just like got I would have cried. Oh uh, legitimately don't know what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, I think I really enjoyed talking about the Celtics with you. And like I think like despite it's just like a sport and like a game, a kids' game, you know, basketball. Like, I think um, um people listening to this, like you you probably know that I'm really into the Celtics, <laughs> but like it really does go like a lot deeper, and I've really learned like a lot from the sport um, about like, um, I don't know, people and teamwork and even like society overall. Um, it's really opened my eyes to like a lot of different communities, and I think Debo has been a huge part of that. So um, it's um, always so fun to talk about them, and yeah, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on the pod. Of course, I'm honored to have been on it, and um, yeah, I had fun too. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, feel free to tune in next time for another topic. Um, but this has been the Celtics with Devo. <laughs>